Thanks for listening. Subscribe to catch the next episode of the Houston Strength Podcast and uncover your strength. What's going on, guys? This is Jordan, and welcome to the Houston Strength Podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different, and we're going to rewind to episode one, the very first episode of the Houston Strength Podcast, talking about program design. The reason for this is we are approaching one year of the podcast, and a lot of questions have been coming in, and I appreciate them, but some of these things we've already talked about before, so I'm going to periodically pepper in an old episode we can refresh on certain topics that may come back up later on. So thank you guys and enjoy. Today we're going to be talking about program design, the how, the why, and some factors to consider when designing your program. So first things first, we need to figure out how much time we have to work out in a week. So let's take 168 hours, that's what we're given, and subtract sleep, family time, work, any other obligations that are not training, see what you're left over with. Pretty much everybody's going to have a sizable amount of time that we can dedicate towards getting into the gym or working out at home, whatever it is you have access to and want to do to pursue fitness and health. So next, we need to figure out what are our goals. So I like to look at three different types of goals, and I do this for everyone. So we want to think about a health goal. This could be improving your resting heart rate. We want to think about a performance goal. This could be I want to improve my max bench press. We want to also consider an aesthetic goal. So this could be improving my body composition or slimming my waistline. After I've got my health, my performance, and my aesthetic goal, I already know how much time I have in a week. I need to start thinking about the frequency of exercise that I can commit to. So whether that be two days a week, I think it has to be a minimum of two days a week. One day a week is okay for some special populations that might not move around so well. But for most, you got to give yourself two days if you want to see any type of progress. So whether that's two, three, ten sessions a week, it it doesn't matter. Um, From there, we decide how to split it up, though. So if I'm doing two days a week, typically I'm going to do a full body split. That way I hit everything twice. I think it's important to hit each muscle group twice. Otherwise, that adaptation is going to be a very, very slow boogie. And if I'm doing three days a week, that's where I can start getting fancy with it. So I could do three full body workouts. That's what I'm currently doing myself. I could do an upper body day, a lower body day, and then a third full body day. So again, I'm hitting everything twice. Or I could do a push-pull leg routine. So if I go into a push-pull leg routine with three days a week, I'm only hitting everything once, but I can throw some auxiliaries hitting the other muscle groups. So I make sure I hit everything twice as well. So that's three days a week. If I go up to four days a week, again, I could do full body four times when I get to four days a week that's where I really like to consider splitting it up into upper lower so I'm going to go upper lower upper lower we can follow a conjugate 
method where we do two heavier efforts and two dynamic efforts, focus on some velocity-based training. I can also do a push-pull legs again and then throw a fourth full body day on there. That's a great option as well. So I'm, again, hitting everything twice a week. At five days, it's similar to four. Six allows us to do push-pull legs two times around. Uh, I would not recommend doing a full body six days a week. I think you're going to burn yourself out pretty quick doing that. So once we decide on our split, I think it's a good idea to pick days. So I do a three-day full body routine and I hit it on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, and the weekend I leave for conditioning and mobility work. So let's get into a session structure. We know what we're doing, whether it be upper, lower, full body, or push-pull legs. I'm going to use full body as the example for the session structure just because that's what I'm following myself. We want to start with a warm-up. And so when we warm up, we're trying to increase our core temperature and slowly excite the central nervous system, get it ready for the workout ahead of us. So I think it's important to consider that we need to release anything that might be tight we need to activate anything that might be weak. And then we want to slowly pick up the tempo, the warm-up, into the first movement of the day. And so from my warm-up, I'm going to go into my power movement. This is going to be the explosive movement of the day. And I'm a believer anybody can do an explosive movement, whether it's a med ball throw, a box jump. If we were doing cleans, they'd probably come first in a session. And again, that's exciting the central nervous system. We're priming it for that heavier effort to come. So bridging into that, the next thing you're going to do is going to be your primary compound movement. So we've warmed up. We did our power movement. Now we're into that primary compound of the day. So if I'm doing full body, and this is true for upper lower uh, push-pull legs as well, you're going to want to hit the biggest muscle group first. So... I'll always hit legs first in my full body split. So this will be a back squat. Now I can have a secondary compound movement. And that one I always like to go slightly higher volume on the, the reps, but less set. So if I did a 5x5 five five on a back squat, I might do 3x6 on a Romanian deadlift. And... From that secondary compound, I'm going to go into my auxiliary work. And so if I'm doing full body, most of the movements are going to be compound lifts. I find that works best. But it, say it's a leg day on my upper lower split, my auxiliary work is going to be those smaller muscle groups. So maybe I'll hit the adductor machine. I'll hit some calf raises, some of my weak points that don't get as much attention with those bigger compound lifts or on the other days. So after I hit the auxiliary lift, I'm into the end of the session and I'm going to finish up with core and conditioning. So I will typically put a circuit together that's going to involve some core movements as well as some conditioning. So I might do a decline sit-up supersetted with a sled drag, something that's going to work my core and then also get my heart rate up in some intervals there. 
I hope y'all enjoyed today's podcast. I look forward to making some more. If you'd like to try our programming, please visit our website, HoustonStrength.com. Click on the Train Heroic logo, and you can get a free week of programming via Train Heroic app, which is really cool. allows you to track your progress. Definitely worth checking out. And we'll be back with you all very soon. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to catch the next episode of the Houston Strength Podcast and uncover your strength.